guys. Welcome back for another episode of Spill the D. My name is Gina. I am one of your two hosts here, and I am joined, as always, with my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous co-host, Sabrina. (laughs) Keeping up the trend. I know. I'm trying to beat what you did last week. Last week, I was just excited. (laughs) Well, I'm excited this week because this week we're talking about Hollywood Studios. This is both of our favorite parks. I was going to say episodes. (laughs) These actually are some of my favorite episodes. I do love the First Timers Guide episodes. And I think you can hear it in the way that we talk when we're on here. Yeah. Excitedly. Yeah. But Hollywood Studios is my favorite park. It's your favorite park. It's so excited. It's everyone's favorite park. I know. If it's not your favorite park, please let us know why. Because it is such a good park. I wish they put the Guardians ride at Hollywood Studios. That would have made it top tier. Yeah, what if they, like, somehow combined Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy and, like, the Guardians accidentally ended up on Batu and they were trying to, like, get away from it? Like, they were trying to escape Batu. Yo. Oh, my God. A Marvel Star Wars clash. Can you imagine... What did they call it when we were younger? When like they a had, crossover? Like, yeah. The like crossover. Hannah Montana and That's the, so the That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. Yeah. So it'd be the same thing. It'd be like the Guardians of Batu or yeah. Tatooine. The Guardians of Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool. That would be really cool. Disney, you missed the mark putting it in Epcot. What are you doing? Come on. Come on. Some fans of Marvel stuff are also Star Wars fans. It's not yeah, they every- usually go pretty hand in hand just action stuff it's action in space i don't <laughs> we watched know. the batman movie last night and luke goes oh of course a, a shirtless scene and i was like well you gotta get the girls in watching these movies somehow you gotta get them to come back you know yeah. <laughs> that's why thor is such a success oh yeah all of the twilight movies thank you taylor lautner <laughs> oh oh my god i forgot about him i just watched Superbad dozen two and he's like 14 in it and oh my gosh he's adorable i remember having a crush on him and then you were oh no you were team charlie i was about to ask if you were team jacob but i remember you said you were team charlie it's like who's charlie <laughs> is that his name in the movie the cheaper oh no it's not you who's team charlie i'm so sorry i'm mixing people up right now were you team jacob no i wasn't were you team edward i was oh I was team in the, Jacob. In the books, in the in the movies, definitely Taylor Lautner, but in the books. You were team Taylor, not team Edward. <laughs> yeah. Or not team Jacob. I'm confusing well, myself right that. now. <laughs> I don't actually find Robert Pattinson good looking. I don't really either. He's more good looking now that he's older. But I, at the time, I yeah. didn't really see the appeal. And and he he's a great actor. It just felt we- like the chemistry was weird between him and um, whatever her name is. Bella. Yeah. But Kirsten the actual Bud. actress. Yeah. It was weird for me. Like, it, the, watching the Batman, their ke- chemistry was, like, actually believable. Yeah. For the record, my friend Vanessa is Team Charlie. That's why my brain went there. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was you. And Team Charlie, Charlie's the dad. It's Bella's dad. Oh my god. So she said that like her and her sister growing up were always like, we're team neither, we're team Charlie. Like Yeah. <laughs> so that's where that came from. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Sorry, I mixed you guys up real quick. Uh, I love it. I was like, I don't think we ever talked about that. <laughs> no, I was really confident though that it was you who said it. She, um, this is how I'm gonna find out if she listens because she's gonna yell at me for mixing it up. Because that's uh-huh. who she is as a person. So we'll see yeah. what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now actually on to Disney stuff. We're going to start, yeah. as always, with some Disney news. I want to start with this one because it's really exciting. Salt and Straw has officially opened at Disney Springs. Yes. It's an ice cream place. When I was on the phone with Disney, the lady was so excited about this. She was like, I'm from Disney World and I'm at Disneyland now. And they are opening my favorite ice cream place in Disney World. And I was like, when do I have to go? They have mushroom ice cream. Ugh. I I want to try it because it sounds so gross that I want to try it. Yeah. But people rave about this place. Yeah. Well, they're known for like their weird flavors. Cool. It's like the Harry Potter jelly beans. Oh, goodness. I hope it's not as terrifying as those. Boogers. <laughs> Fred swears you got a bogey one once. <laughs> yeah, they have mushroom ice and then just some typical ones. Like they have like double fold vanilla, whatever that means. I don't know. But like it sounds good, even though I'm not a huge vanilla person. I don't know what double fold means. Either way, <laughs> it has my attention. Triple Tropic Twist. Rosie the Pink Flamingo. The Adventurous Laminol. Laminol? Lamin- laminot. I'm, I can't say it. It's like astronaut. Lam- laminot. It's spelled like llama and astronaut together. Pear and blue cheese. Oh my god. Honey lavender. Oh, that sounds good. That's so funny. But the one that people always talk about is their mushroom flavor. I like mushrooms a lot, but I feel like an ice cream, that'd be so weird. Okay, but like, here's my thought. Think about, like, a creamy mushroom soup. Delicious. You like creamy mushroom soup, right? Creamy yeah, mushroom? Hot, isn't it? No? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's mushrooms and cheese. So, like, why not mushrooms and <laughs> milk? I don't... Okay, so it's the Mushroom Muddy Buddies. That is the name of this ice cream. Muddy Buddies? Mushroom Muddy Buddies, which Muddy Buddies are, like, chocolate and peanut butter, right? Yeah, so it's mushroom mixed with that. <laughs> This is going to be an interesting place. It has my attention. I'd like to try the mushroom ice cream. If anyone has already tried it, please DM us, email us, whatever. Let us know how it was. A thumbs up or a thumbs down. Just that. (laughs) Don't give us any details. Just send us a thumbs up or a thumbs down randomly. (laughs) Maybe a little, is there a mushroom emoji? Yeah, I think so. Is. Send us the mushroom emoji with either a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and we'll take your <laughs> word for it and tell all of the listeners next time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Other bit of news. I was reading this past weekend about why the Pirates of the Caribbean was closed at Disneyland, and there were article after article after article saying it was closing indefinitely. So I just, you know, took it and then I was like, okay, that's really sad. It's really depressing. And then I got home and I was like, okay, I wonder why it's closing. And so I started doing more research and it just said it was opening in summer. And I was like, what was I reading? It was like, it's closing for good. All right, Sab, I have a question for you. Yeah. Actually, I have a question. I could be wrong. Doesn't indefinitely mean that they're not 
I thought it meant for as far as they can see in the future, but there's no set date. Like indefinitely as in like it's going over again, but there's no date of when. So it's just closed for now. For me, when I read that word, it feels like it means like for good indefinitely. I had a feeling that's what you thought it meant because you had put on here that Magnolia Golf Course was closing forever. And when I read it, I didn't take it as it was closing forever. I took it as it's closing until all the construction around it is done. Indefinitely for an unlimited or unspecified period of time. Okay. So basically it means it's going to be closed for as long as they need. Indefinitely. (laughs) Indefinitely, as in for as long as it needs to be closed. Oh my God. Okay. Well, my heart is still excited because that was upsetting because all you hear is the rave about Pirates at Disneyland and for golfers, the Magnolia Golf Course. (laughs) They're both closed indefinitely. They're both opening later on. Oh, your golf course will be closed on May 9th indefinitely. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's all right. I used to think that approximately meant exactly and got really annoyed when people would say, like, approximately five o'clock, and then they wouldn't be there at five o'clock. So it's like the same idea right now. (laughs) It's so funny. Well, like, definitely is like so set in stone that I thought indefinitely was still set in stone. <laughs> no, in as in not. Yeah. Ah, back to English. Here I go. <laughs> the English language is really confusing. It's fine. <laughs> I had a very hard weekend as well. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. So guys, now the official news, Pirates closing indefinitely. Magnolia Golf Course closing May 9th indefinitely. <laughs> and now we know what indefinitely means. So we're good. Yes. If you were <laughs> with me, don't feel bad. It always sucks when Gina has to tell me the definition of a word. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I feel like at this point in my life, being what, 25? Being 25, I feel like I should understand the English language. It's fine. Like I said, I miss up approximately until like very, very recently. So it's okay. <laughs> Everyone has their words that they just don't yes. right over the head. It was. And now hoping. you can check that off, off the list of your words. Yeah. So, oh man. So really great news. Character meet and greets are officially back. I think we talked about this last week, but I really just wanted to like really pound this one home that you can officially go up and hug a character again. You can give them a high five, give them a hug, all of that fun stuff. And they're they're signing autographs again. Oh, so exciting. There was one reel that I watched and this lady was crying. It was her first time ever to Disney. I watched that today. And she was like, I was waiting until we could hug characters again so I could go to Disney for the first time and give you a hug. And oh my God, I was like, "Ah." (laughs) was it the lady who was like, I'm going to meet a princess? I was so excited. No, she hugged Mickey. She was a 40 year old woman that was just excited for her first time. Okay, the caption I saw, the girl was 28, and she was outside of Magic Kingdom just, like, crying. And whoever she was with was like, do you need, I asked you if you needed a tissue, and she was like, I didn't think I would. (laughs) She was so cute. Oh, that's so sad. So cute. I love it. Amazing. So our last bit of news is about Guardians of the Galaxy, the ride. What is it? 
the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Cosmic Rewind. Another tongue twister. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. There we go. So they just released the soundtrack for the roller coaster ride. I want to call it a roller coaster so bad, but I don't know if it's it's a roller coaster. Okay. It's totally it's a thrill ride roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these are good songs. I have them all pulled up so we can literally <laughs> play like a snippet of them. Here's the really cool fact I have about this. They had a list of over 100 songs and the Imagineers went on the ride and tested it with every single song and picked out the six best that they liked. So do you hear a different song every time? It's going to be like a different mashup every time, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're going to hear just one song or a few songs, but you're not going to know until the ride actually starts. And then when you're leaving the egg, like through the exit queue, they're going to have some of the songs that didn't make it onto the ride. So other songs that were on the list yeah. is what you're going to hear then. They do that with the, the Tower of Terror Guardians in Disneyland. They have different different music yeah very cool well they have so much to choose from anything from the 80s really yeah so cool i'm so jealous so the first one we have is september i think it's this one the next one we have you ready for the next one yeah It's Disco Inferno. I can't play more of it. It's a 10-minute song, and I don't know where the chorus starts. <laughs> These are good, good songs. And then we have Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Do you know that one? Yes. Here's the one I'm the most excited for. We have One Way or Another. I don't know this next one. It's I Ran or So Far Away. I don't really know that one. I thought I would know it. I mean, it does sound very, like, spacey and retro, so. Maybe. The, the theme. And the last one is Conga? Like the conga. <laughs> okay, there's no doubt in my mind that's gonna be the best one to ride to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's not I didn't realize what song it was until I actually started playing it. I'm glad that we just played them all. I know that that took some time, but I think it was worth it because that is going to be the best one to ride to. Oh, yeah. That definitely has the best uh, pump up. <laughs> A lot of them had really long intros, which some of them, like, the one song was, like, 10 minutes. So I guess they're just going to cut out the parts that they want. But, like, you can literally, like, from the moment that ride shoots off, just go right into the, come on, everybody, baby, to yeah. the conga. <laughs> I'm excited to see how they have it. That is so exciting. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's going to be really good. They finally – they've announced all of the songs. I'm so excited. It opens soon, guys. Oh, I'm so excited. 
It's definitely I've seen all the cast members saying like a thousand out of ten. So we know it's gonna be good. So with that lovely conga, we'll go right into our sponsors of our episode, 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. We love this company. It's a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency 407 and beyond books and plans family vacations to destinations such as walt disney world universal orlando disney cruise line disneyland and more it does not cost extra to book with them their services are 100 percent free vacation planners help plan their clients perfect vacations all they have to do is show up have fun create family memories and you can start by getting a free no obligation quote at www dot 407 vacations.com and we will link it in our bio as we do so you don't have to pull over while you're driving or <laughs> we're <laughs> keep it safe here yeah and on that note let's go into talking about the first timers guide to hollywood studios yeah. if you're a first timer have 407 and beyond book your trip and then go to hollywood studios first honestly i'm not gonna argue that because i love this park if you have the chance just keep going back to it because it's so good as always just keep in mind with our first timer guide episodes we're talking about these parks how we do them and how we think you should do them if it's your first time visiting Take everything we say with a grain of salt. It might not be exactly how you would do it. We'll give you our little modifications if we think like, hey, this is how we do it. But if you're traveling with children, maybe do it like this. If it's your millionth time, but you still haven't tried this, try that, you know? But we're going to give you just our opinion on what we think is the best and sometimes the worst of Hollywood studios. Mm -hmm. And if you don't agree with our opinion, feel free to message us. We'd love to hear how you feel about it. We are not offended when you don't have the same feelings we do. No, I like hearing other people's opinions because sometimes it's like, oh, I never thought to try that. Or wait, they have that there? Because sometimes, you know, you get in game mode and you just miss something. So we'll start with where we go first as we rope drop. So if you go in later to the park, that's totally your decision. But Gina and I like to be there at Rope Drop. <laughs> so, Sab, it's our first time in Disney World. What does Rope Drop mean? Oh, it exactly how it sounds. It's Okay, it's no, if you dropping. don't know Disney, that's a weird term. <laughs> it is the No, it's exactly how it sounds. It's the dropping of a rope. Dropping so of, they okay, have yeah. a rope that they used to have at the parks back in the day. And they would either pull it away or cut it off and now they like sometimes they actually do that in magic kingdom they had done it to us i've never actually seen it yeah some that parts of the park still use the rope they walk yeah. with it and hold it they actually drop the rope where <laughs> they walk like with it or they move it or they move it out of the way yeah. yeah so when you go to the park a little earlier they do let you into the park but only to a certain point so they can let you into hollywood studios up until the beginning of Sunset Boulevard. Like they won't let you on Sunset Boulevard. And then as soon as the park opens, that's when everyone kind of crazily runs to where they want to go. <laughs> crazily runs is a very good definition. Yes. So yeah, we crazily run to Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster because those get busy as the day goes on. And 
we don't want to wait for them later in the day. We just want to get on them right away. Yeah. So honestly, my recommendation is if you're doing Genie Plus, which I think I can speak for both of us, is recommended in this park. Yeah. If you if it's in your budget and you can make that happen, Genie Plus to buy those lightning lanes to be able to cut the line is very good for this park because there's a lot of bigger rides, which means longer lines. So if you're doing that, recommend getting a Genie Plus for something other than Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower of Terror. And then first thing in the morning, get in there before the park opens. And when I say before, like we're talking like a half hour to an hour before. If you're staying on property, you get in 30 minutes early. So that would mean getting there 30 minutes before that 30 minutes or an hour before that 30 minutes. And then going directly to Sunset Boulevard, which when you go in, it's going to be up. And then the first left that you can make after the shops. There's going to be a row of shops and then you make a left. And you'll see people holding the right. Side. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Make it right. <laughs> I'm making it right. Uh, hand I was right like, no, you're going the wrong way. You're going to Echo Lake. <laughs> you can see that. I was making a gesture to the right with my hand. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but to me, you're like pointing left. So yeah. I was like, all right, she's not wrong. <laughs> Pick number three, my lord. Pick number three. <laughs> so, to the you're gonna, right. <laughs> you're going to go to the right personally i like to rope drop for tower of terror because people see that first and tend to go to that first so that line gets longer before rock and roller coasters does and rock and roller coaster also has a single rider line if you really want to do it quick and don't mind riding alone so you hop in line for tower of terror and if you do it right you'll be one of the first people on it and then you walk right over to rock and roller coaster after that and you get both of them done most likely before the park even opens Question for you. Yes. Not for, or I guess it could be for our listeners. With Genie Plus, can you add it on like during the day? So you can. So Genie Plus, you can add on before and then you pick your first one at 7 a.m. Or if you're going on with your day and you're like, dang, it's really crowded. I want to add this on. You can, but before you do, you can actually look, even if you don't have Genie Plus, and see what lightning lanes are available. So if you're going to add it, I would check and see what lightning lanes are available. Because if it's a crowded day, there's a chance that most of the lightning lanes have been booked. So you don't want to add it and then not be able to pick some of the rides that you're thinking. Oh. So Genie Plus, are there Genie Plus rides that are not included? Yeah, so in Hollywood Studios currently, Rise of the Resistance is not included. You have to buy that separate. Everything else in Hollywood Studios is included. And you used to be that from the app, right? Yes, you do it right on the My Disney Experience app. They used to not include Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So let me just double check that. They took it off and then they put it back on. So I would just double check that before you go on if it's included or not. And when I say not included, it's still, you can still buy a lightning lane for it, but you have to buy it separately. So the $15 that you're paying for Genie Plus wouldn't include that. So it's like another, I don't know the actual number off the top of my head, but I'll say $10 for a Rise of the Resistance or like $7 for Mickey and Minnie's. Yeah. So right now it's six o'clock at night. And there's no more Genie Plus Lightning Lanes for Smuggler's Run. There's no more for Rock and Roller Coaster. There's no more for Slinky Dog Dash. No more for Rise of the Resistance. No more for Toy Story Mania. And no more for Tower of Terror. So if someone was coming to the park late at night, maybe because they have an annual pass or they just were doing whatever and that's what they wanted to do, 
you wouldn't be able to get a genie plus for those rides oh or a lightning lane for those rides so that's just something to keep in mind like i'm not in the park i'm at home in pennsylvania right now and i can see these genie plus options so it's just some, and there's not really any more shows because it's late. So you're not even going to get to cut the line for the shows. So before you buy it, if you're already in the park, even if it's only 10 a.m., people have already picked their stuff at 7 a.m. So just check to make sure that what you want is still available before you spend your money because you don't want to waste $15 per person on that. Yeah. So from there, after riding Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, hmm. That's when I normally like to get food. Yeah. We like to get our breakfast indoor coffee right after going to our first ride, indoor first two rides. Like we can knock out both Rockin' Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror in one go. Best day. (laughs) I think for me, it depends on how quickly everything's moving because like if I'm able to do Rockin' Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror and then it's still like before the park is technically open to the public or like before like when it's still pretty early like if it's like if it opened at nine and it's like 9 15 usually I'll do the wild thing and run all the way over to Toy Story Mania because everyone over there goes to Slinky Dog so Toy Story Mania usually doesn't have a huge line yet but that line does get busy later so I'll go ride that and then I'll get breakfast at Woody's Lunchbox smart there's also a Joffrey's on the way yes My favorite place to get breakfast stuff is definitely at that little trolley cafe that you have to pass to get to sunset. Mm -hmm. It's a Starbucks. It's another another line to wait in, though. So (laughs) Especially first thing in the morning. I think that's why I like to do, like, Woody's Lunchbox or that Joffrey's that's, like, in the back because everyone goes to that Starbucks. There's also a Joffrey's kiosk when you get off Tower of Terror, and that one has really good donuts. It does. It also has great hot chocolate not that i'm judging any other joffrey's but that one just had the best hot chocolate i've ever had that one's just got good stuff i think it's just it's overlooked being back there in that corner and it's a good one yeah so either or there's plenty of breakfast options after you get off the ride definitely first ride or multiple rides however crazy you're feeling in the moment (laughs) you do it like us you get it. If you don't, <laughs> those who get it, get it. <laughs> the girls who get it, get it. The girls who don't, don't. I'm trying to say um, it like they do. I don't even know if I can. Say we did Sunset Boulevard for Tower or Rockin'. Gina and I both actually like to head over to Toy Story Land after. We're not huge Star Wars fans. I would say I enjoy it now. I don't think I would say I was a fan yet. There's still things I don't understand. <laughs> it confuses me, but all in all, Galaxy's Edge is really cool. I feel like what we normally end up doing is we do like Toy Story Mania, which is one of the best rides ever. If you haven't listened to it, we have a whole episode about hacking the rides in Hollywood Studios, and we went through every hack to score high on that ride. So go ahead and give that a listen, and then go kick your family's booty at that ride yeah because it's a really it's a really fun one it's like an arcade style game it's so good but yeah we usually keep slinky dog for nighttime and or maybe not even at all so i'm sorry if you like that and you want to go on it then while you're in toy story land 
you can totally wait for it. Get the Genie Plus for it. This is where where we're saying if you have kids, you might have a different opinion than what we have. Slinky Dog is a really good ride for little kids, especially if it's one of their first roller coasters. As a 20-something-year-old adult, Slinky Dog Dash is kind of lame as far as roller coasters go. At night, it's a lot better. So if you're there as an adult on an adults-only trip, I definitely recommend doing it at night if you're going to do it. It's beautiful at night. Yeah. All the colors and roller coaster lights up. It's really pretty. They definitely make it a good one for nighttime. But during the day, I don't think you should waste your precious Disney World time waiting in one of the longest lines that is completely outside in the hot Florida sun, in the hot Florida heat. All to of ride it. a roller coaster that's outside in the no. hot Florida sun. <laughs> yeah. So once you finish up with Toy Story Mania, 10 out of 10 recommend at some point during your day going to Woody's Lunchbox. It's some of the best food in Hollywood studios. Do you have food that you recommend there? Um, the tachos. There's, I've heard both good things about the meat one. I Delicious. am a vegetarian, so I get the vegetarian option. Very good. Do not get the vegetarian sour cream. <laughs> I've it's vegan. Very gross. It was bad. So if you're gonna, if you're a vegetarian and not a vegan, go up to the kiosk to order it. Don't do it on your phone. And then I'm sure you could say like, I'm vegetarian, not vegan. Can I have real cheese and real sour cream? Yeah. But otherwise the tachos are made to be vegan. Yeah. But the, the cheese wasn't horrible. It was the sour cream that was an odd texture. Texture. Yeah. Taste. It was weird. It was not sour cream. Mm-mm. I didn't like the texture. But that could be because I eat normal sour cream. I don't know. So now I ask for it on the side or not at all, depending on what's easier for them. So good. And my sister got the adult lemonade. I obviously know it's not called that, but we were like, is there? No, I think it is. I think it's the adult. Yeah, I think it's just adult lemonade. (laughs) But we were like, is that, is there alcohol on that? And she's like, I don't know. I can't taste it. And then like, few minutes later, like you could just tell that she was drunk. Good. It's a good lemonade. She totally recommends. (laughs) And one of the best root beer floats in Disney is there. Mm, Yes. They also have a really good brisket sandwich. They also have a really good grilled cheese and tomato soup. Yes. They also just have really good tater tots in general. The only downside to Woody's Lunchbox is I feel like there's not that many open available seating there's not in the shade as well there's like none in general let alone in the shade and they have their standing tables and I know it's just because they fit better than more seating but like who wants to stand after being in an amusement park all day I want to sit but yes Woody's lunchbox 10 out of 10 it's my favorite food in Hollywood studios very good lunch. Their breakfast is decent too. I've gotten like their lunchbox tarts, which are just like homemade pop tarts basically, and they're really good. But yeah, their lunch food is like to die for. It's so good. And then the last ride in Toy Story Land, just to talk about real quick, is the alien swirling saucers. We both give this a zero out of ten. Okay, wait, I'm gonna give it a five. Ah, <laughs> oh. didn't see that coming, did you? Is it because of the music? Sort of. It kind of just reminds me of like a glorified whip. No, it's actually like a toned down whip. Yeah. But I did it with my two-year-old niece and she was having a ball. Yeah. So riding it with a little kid, yes, it's a very fun ride. Again, if you're going on it on an adult's trip, don't waste your time. 
unless you're trying to check off every ride but i can honestly tell you that's not gonna be one of your favorites no it's it's a toned down whip whipper whatever you call it i call it the whip with good music yeah the music's fun it's like the songs from toy story but just like the i don't know what word to use i don't know music like the there's no words to it instrumental but yes that's the not word, like you. classical it's no, like it's like kind of auto-tune-y yeah like yeah <laughs> but it, it's in a fun way it's really good it makes it very upbeat and fun yeah it's cute yeah but definitely not worth the wait when i had free fast passes that's when i went on it yeah i wouldn't I wouldn't use your lightning lane on it unless you've already done every ride you want to do and you're it's nine o'clock at night and the park closes at 10 and you're like, oh, look, I can get this. But like, it was really fun with my two-year-old niece. But yeah, otherwise, no. Otherwise, it's not really worth it. After that, I feel like I would head to Mickey and Minnie's. Where would you go? Hollywood Studios, I feel like I mix it up a lot. It might be easier if we just go land by land at this point. Like talk oh. about like, so Head's we- Star Wars. Yeah, we'll go into Star Wars and then just talk about that land. So heading into Star Wars, the two rides there are Smuggler's Run and then Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance is phenomenal. I like Smuggler's Run more. Really? I think I'm one of the only people ever who likes Smuggler's Run more. I think it's more interactive for you and you like mm-hmm. to push buttons actually work <laughs> i do that is true <laughs> i think people who don't know star wars probably like smugglers run more because it's like glorified mario kart and people who know star wars are rise of the resistance people yeah it's just like an overwhelming experience but both times that i've ever rode rise of the resistance i had to wait a very long time so the first time i rode it It was when they were still doing the virtual queue and it actually broke down and they came and gave us water bottles and they said they were coming with bananas, but then the ride got fixed. So I think they were expecting it to be broken down a lot longer than it was. So we didn't wait that long for that. And then I don't remember the other times, but the last time I was there, we actually saved that to be our last ride of the night. So we walked on with like, I think three minutes left before the park closed. And that's how I would recommend doing it because we basically just walked right onto the ride. And that was also my first time doing it at night. And it was really cool at night because some parts of it are outside. So it was like really feeling like you were in space because it was dark out and you were like, spacey. Spacey. That was my nickname in high school. Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) That's so messed up. (laughs) Well, there's only two rides, right? There's only two. There's two. Okay. (laughs) So Rise of the Resistance is a trackless ride that this is the one where if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know how confusing Star Wars is for me. (laughs) This ride confused the poop out of me, but basically you're, we won't give too much away, but you're kidnapped by the Resistance, right? They're helping us escape. (laughs) You're kidnapped by somebody and you need to keep the secret and they're trying to question you. Yeah. So Kylo Ren has you on board a, I'm just going to say an evil guy's ship, (laughs) a bad guy's ship, basically how I'm going to explain this. So good guys are on the bad guy's ship and we're trying to escape. They have the droids working with us to get us off. To get through the escape pods, like your friend said, uh, um, things like the that. The fact that he figured that out so quick is still yes. baffling to me. So one of us 
has a secret that we're trying to escape with. Like the secret to the location of the resistance. <laughs> that was hard. Okay. Yeah. So that is basically 20 minutes long of you trying to escape this bad guy's ship. And honestly, it's really cool. Yeah. But Smuggler's Run is the one I like better. Yes. So Smuggler's Run, the line is not usually that bad for maybe 45 minutes. Sometimes it goes longer. But even when it says it's more, I feel like I never wait as long as it says. Yeah. The only bad part about that is part of it is waiting outside in the brutal hot sun. <laughs> so it's funny because when we went and they were social distancing in July, we had to wait out on the hot pavement. And yeah. that was terrible. Now that social distancing is done, you're not outside for as long. Beautiful. So it's not too bad. There are still parts when you're outside, but when you're outside then, you're covered. Yeah. So you're at least in the shade. So you're still going to get that Florida humidity and Florida heat, but you're not going to have the Florida sun. So yeah. you get a little little bit of leeway there. But Smuggler's Run is you are a smuggler, I guess, and you are flying the Millennium Falcon, and you actually get to fly it. So this is another one that we put on our episode with Ride Hacks. So if you want to hear how to do some fancy stuff with that, go ahead and listen to that episode. But for now, all we're going to tell you is that you need to ask to be a pilot if you can. It is the best part of that ride is being the pilot. When you and I were pilots, I think that was the most fun I had because I don't even think I looked twice at anything else. I was just so focused on my role. Yeah, it's serious. It was incredible. And another thing about the Smuggler's Run is it's based on performance. So you either go like one round, two round, maybe three round. I don't know. You can go as many rounds as I think the game will let you, but it's up to your team. So make sure that like you have a good team. Everybody's like together, working together. Two pilots in the front, two gunners. So basically two shooters. And then in the back, you have engineers, <laughs> which are okay roles i'd Button go for pushes. the gunner role <laughs> or the pilot role <laughs> i will say this is a weird thing that happened to me i don't normally get sick on rides i get sick in cars rides in disney are usually pretty good about blasting air at you which is what helps me not get sick if i have air hitting me i got sick as an engineer because you're facing sideways basically the whole time yeah. trying to press the buttons so if you're someone who gets sick i really recommend pilot or gunner because then you're looking at the screen and not just staring at a wall and feeling everything that's i think that's the part i think that's why i don't like smugglers run as much as rise is because i wish that the like laser shooters is basically what i'm gonna call it the like the gunner <laughs> the part. like i wish it was like attached to your seat so you could face forward yeah and not face to the side because that was my issue with it was I wasn't, I was watching my button the whole time and I wasn't watching the screen the whole time. So I missed the whole plot. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Pilot definitely gets the brunt of what yeah. is going on and they get the coolest role. Yeah. But if you're with people, even if you're not with people who all know each other, when you're with people who know each other and everyone's just screaming at each other yeah. to like do better, it's just like having a group of competitive people in there is always fun. So good. And it's just a really fun ride, and I like how hands-on it is, and I think that's why it beats Smuggler's Run in my head. Again, I don't know Star Wars that well. I've seen them. I just don't really know them that well. Like, I, 
if Rise of the Resistance was like Harry Potter, I feel like I would be how most people are with it. Yeah. Like when I read the Harry, the Escape Gringotts one, no, I didn't do Escape from Gringotts. I did just the Harry Potter. What is it called? The Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Yeah. When I did that one and it was basically like I was like in the movie, I think the way I felt in that ride is probably how people feel in Rise of the Resistance. You know what also stinks because of social distancing and COVID and all that? When the Dementor comes out and sucks your face, it actually takes a photo of you and then shows your photo later. But because of the mask thing, they stopped showing people's faces. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I didn't see a photo. Well, that's what I'm saying. They didn't have it. So when I, I first love to it, see a photo. Yeah. All my friends were terrified or yeah. getting sick. That was the point. <laughs> like it's just supposed to be horrifying, and then it shows your picture later. So that was upsetting. You know, you know when they should have done the photo when um, Aragog <laughs> comes out, the spider. Oh yeah. That part got me when they flash the light and then he's there. Oh my gosh, I like screamed. The dementors freak me out more. No, the spider got me. I'm not even like really afraid of spiders on a normal day. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of them, but I don't get like scared of them and I literally remember like screaming my face off. <laughs> it's so funny. So yeah, that's there what you're going to do is- in there. There is another Star Wars ride. It is not in Galaxy's Edge, though. (laughs) So if you're looking for more Star Wars things, like another ride, there is right outside of the land a Star Tours ride, which they've actually added more recent film projections. What do I want to call it? Scenarios. Videos. Yeah. On the ride. So... That's like a 3D ride where you're going to be in a, they call it a Star Tours cruiser, I think. Cruiser, it's like yeah. a spaceship and you're supposed to be on a tour, but then you accidentally go off into space. It's it's a hot mess. It's so funny. It's from the 80s. It's a really good ride, honestly, yeah. especially considering how old it is. Run by C-3PO, R2-D2. So it's a fun, fun time. The droids are always fun. fun. <laughs> and again, another one that we hacked in our hack episode. And it's, it's, that one's a fun one. But yeah, that one's not in Galaxy's Edge. That one's, if you come in from the other side over by like Grand Avenue area, that's there. Just to finish up Galaxy's Edge, people love the blue and the green milk. I don't like milk, but they love it. One tastes like coconut, one tastes like Fruit Loops. You can also, if you're a Star Wars person, you can build a droid while you're there. That's going to cost you about $100, and that droid will, it's like Build-A-Bear. Like, you literally put in, like, a personality chip and stuff. So That's like Build-A-Bear, but ro- build a robot, so build a droid. Wow, I love that. You can also build a lightsaber, so that's going to cost you, like, $200. Oh, so cool. And then Just they have- Make sure you can get them all home if you're flying. Oh, yes. And then they have the- a marketplace that you can walk through so it, it's supposed to look like you're in a town of some of the star wars films it reminded Watch- me <laughs> of space meets aladdin like it reminds me of like yeah. a space bazaar to me it kind of looks like tatooine but they have like a mix of a bunch of films i feel like batu is like a made-up star wars place um but it feels like tatooine to me but who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's really pretty. And it has 
a great water fountain and a great bathroom. So if you need those two, the water fountain is one of those that you just stick your water bottle into the, like the wall and it pours from it like they do at the airports. And then the bathroom is so pretty and it is not a mirror. There are people. (laughs) (laughs) The big bathroom too. Yeah. I've never had to wait in line at that bathroom. So definitely good. Good place to go for those things. (laughs) Yes. So then if we come out of Galaxy's Edge, so I know that we told you guys how to get there from Toy Story Land. My actual recommendation for if it's your first time in Hollywood Studios is to come into it from the other side, which would be coming into it from Grand Avenue and like the Commissary Lane area. You'd walk and then come in that way. And the reasoning for this is the way that they have it set up is you go in And at some point you turn around and you see nothing behind you except Galaxy's Edge. Like there's nothing else. Like they put you on that planet. When you come in from Toy Story Land, you turn around and you see Buzz Lightyear. So Mm. I just feel like coming in from the other side for your first time going in really like engulfs you in the area more than it. It's not going to kill your your trip i'm not saying if you're in toy story land walk an extra 10 minutes so you can go in from the other side it's not that deep but if you're deciding where to go and you're like at the front of the park i recommend going in from the left from the side of grand ave because it's just really yes. really cool so big chinese theater go left of yes it. <laughs> but yeah so if you're coming out of there now we're at grand avenue That's and great. the muppets muppets I've been watching Superstore, and the manager sounds like Fozzie Bear to me. (laughs) Is it him? I don't know. I've never put two and two together. That would be pretty cool. He, like, the guy made his voice, not was his voice. (laughs) I mean, it could be. Maybe it's both. Maybe he, like, changes it a little bit for Fozzie Bear. No, he's not Fozzie Bear. Mm. Wow. He had three voices. Okay. Fozzie Bear? Yeah. There was I three see guys. seven. Oh, boy. I didn't press see more. <laughs> oh, because some of them are from Muppet Babies, too. Oh, I see. I mean, it's a pretty old character. I'm sure many men have played him over the years. So you go, and there is the Muppets 3D. Very good show. Great for the middle of the day when the park starts to get really crowded and you need some air conditioning. And if you have a stupid sense of humor like Sabadai. Yeah. You're really going to enjoy this. I want to watch that show until I stop laughing at it. I don't think I'll ever stop laughing at it. (laughs) I think it gets more funny. Like, not kidding. I think it gets more funny the more times I watch it. Well, I think at this point, I quote it all the time. So, like, watching it with Mm. people is fun because they're like, oh, (laughs) that's where that's from. Yeah. Or, like, it just gives me more stuff to quote, like, every time. I love it. Yeah. Uh, such a great show. It's glorious three-hour finale. Got a minute and a half. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, that one's a good one. It's also a really cute place to like walk around and kill time if you need that. There's like a cute behind it area, like a walk around that is more of OG Hollywood Studios when it was called MGM. Yes. So it's very nostalgic back there and is definitely worth seeing. There's also a pretty good Italian restaurant back there called Mama Melrose. It gets a bad rep, but I've never had a bad experience there. The food's always delicious. Interesting. 
So that's pretty good. And then there's also Pizza Rizzo, which is just a little pizza place. I think the pizza there is super mediocre, but Dave Portnoy gave it a 7 out of 10, and it just made me not trust his pizza ratings. Oh. They're, like, personal pizzas that you can get at, like, you know, when Target has, like, a pizza place. Yeah. Get, like, takeaway pizza. Like, that's exactly what it looks like. It's, like, a nice, fluffy, rubbery pizza. And what it tastes like. And I think Disney and other places has pretty decent pizza. And, like, yeah. that's not it. And the I just felt like their portions were smaller than other places in Disney. Like, I was just all around disappointed by my food there. Yeah. So a quick, easy place to go if it's just like friends and you just want something easy and pizza sounds good because you want it to go. And But also, but- if you can wait two more minutes, the Backlot Express is right there. Yes. And the Backlot Express, it's very much like amusement park food. It's burgers and chicken nuggets, but they're good burgers and chicken nuggets. And yeah. they have salads and they usually have some kind of special on dessert. Lately, they've had the Wookiee cookie. Which is like a Star Wars based cookie. Yes. It's a, and it's so good. It's an oatmeal cookie sandwich. So two giant oatmeal cookies. Like the, you know, like the little Debbies. Are they little Debbies? Is that what they are? How was your Wookiee cookie? It was a little chewy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. I heard that the other day and I was like, that's the only reason I would want it off the bat. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never heard that. That's amazing it's delicious they're so good it's filled with the vanilla cream filling oh yum and they're huge they're ginormous like my friend group last time we were there got there was eight of us and we shared one with our meals like we all had regular food too and we got the wookie cookie and still had trouble finishing it like because it's big and it's sweet yeah so good Mm. in that area more towards the left is the sci-fi diner which is more of a sit-down restaurant um i actually really like this restaurant a lot of people don't i love black and white films and like retro stuff so basically the sci-fi diner is a drive-in movie that you like sit with your food in a car and it's just so cute I really liked my food when I went. I thought it was pretty basic food. Like, I just got, like, a buffalo chicken salad, and I think Rick got a burger. But the food was – it was all delicious. I really liked the food. I just remember it was freezing in there, which I'm sure is great in the summer, but we happened to go on, like, one of the coldest days ever in Florida. Uh, And we were, like, numb. But the food was good. Sitting in the cars was really cool. I wish they played, like, a full movie. I get why they can't because, like, you're coming in and out. It's just kind of like black and white previews and stuff like that. And I was like, dang, this would be so cool. They had like a full movie playing, but they probably would have people who would never leave. That, they would never leave. And then it's hard to like have a conversation without just trailers happening. I actually found it hard to have a conversation anyway, being next to them. It's like sitting on the same side of a booth. Because like I also wanted to watch what was on the screen because I felt like that was like kind of what we were paying for with the experience. But I also wanted to turn and talk to him. But I also wanted to enjoy the car. So it was just like my mind was like really torn on how to handle the situation. And then the food came and we just ate and it was really good. Yeah. I think if we did a sit down restaurant, that would be perfect for Luke and I because we watch TV while we eat. (laughs) Because (laughs) 
so tired. And that would be just perfect. We don't talk to each other. We sit in there watching trailers. <laughs> there you go. Definitely a nice break for, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I know it's a thing. Families who are on vacation for a week and need a break from each other. Yeah. Because if you're a family of six, you're sitting two to a row and you can look straight ahead and get a mental break. And no one's going to yell at you if you're on your phone at the table because there's already a screen in front of you. So like your teenager can take a second and check out Instagram or whatever teenagers are doing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys can just do whatever you want for a little bit. So that would be a good one. And it's pretty dark in there. It so is. Think- it is really dark. And when you first walk in after being out in the sun, it's really hard to adjust right away. <laughs> there's popcorn in the lobby though. Oh, I didn't know that. There was when I was there, at least. I don't know if it's. You had water for us last time, is all I remember. Oh, that's cool. Did you put some water? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Keep in mind, if you don't have the best eyesight, I just picture my mom in this situation. Bring a, like a flashlight or your flashlight on your phone, or some people have like those like light up magnifying flashlights because you're not going to be able to see the menu because it's yeah. so dark. They have like a dimly lit light on the counter so you can like see your food but it's definitely not helpful for the menu yeah or you can pull up the menu on the app too if you're in there true that's probably how i mean i haven't been there since covid that's probably how the menu is now anyway true to be honest every place is like that also right on that corner is baseline tap house thousand percent recommend this it's not if you have kids really i don't think it's a great place to bring kids but it is exactly what it sounds like. It's like going to a tap house. They have beers and appetizers. People love their charcuterie boards and their giant pretzel boards. Lots of good beers. It's a good place to just sit and relax. People watch. Do your thing. Definitely recommend this one. Yes. We have tried to make it multiple times. My family is very much ride people and very little sit-down people. We're starting to be on sit-down people, which hopefully we'll get to try it in the future. Get to do a little <laughs> bit even, more. Even when you and I went, we were trying to go and we were just, you just run out of time because you're, you're trying to fit a bunch of things into one day. So Yeah, definitely. But definitely it's definitely... Definitely a good one to check out. Again, especially if you're on like an adults-only vacation, it's a great spot to just stop and sit down for a little bit. When we went, we were on our way over to Baseline and then realized that we hadn't ridden Star Tours yet. And I was with a bunch of Star Wars people. So we went into that. And then by the time we got off Star Tours, there was time for our lightning lane. So it's like, all right, guys, we'll get there eventually. And then just like you said, like you just start doing stuff and then stuff like that gets pushed to the back of your mind. Yeah. And then the other day we were like, oh, we didn't go there. Dang it. Dang it. Forgot to do that. Do you want to do Echo Lake, Nick? Well, or head see. to Minnie and Mickey's? What do you want? Let's go to Mickey and Minnie's and then we can talk about all of the shows and food that we have left because that's our last ride. Yes. So passing by Baseline and Sci-Fi, you're going to head through this like weird alley. <laughs> it has <laughs> a restaurant. It has ABC it Commissary. And a bunch of billboard. That's how you'll know where you are. You can also meet Mickey and Minnie along that alleyway as well. Um, I think just Mickey. No, it's Mickey and Minnie, and they're dressed like they're on the red carpet. Cute. It's Sorcerer Mickey, actually. I'm sorry. And then Minnie is dressed like 1940s red carpet. Very cool. Yes. But yeah, so that restaurant, I don't remember eating there. I bet you we've had eaten there, but it's never on the top of my list to eat there. 
it has decent food. The only thing that I'm like, if you're going to go there, go there for this. Hopefully they still have it. Buffalo chicken grilled cheese. Messy, gooey, and delicious. 10 out of 10 recommend. It was so good. Yum. So you'll pass that huge restaurant. You'll just keep passing it, passing it, passing it. You get to stairs and then the Chinese theater will be in your eyesight. That used to be the great movie ride. <laughs> I will always, gonna cry. always talk about that. It is now Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Another tongue twister. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I think I finally got that one down, but it definitely took me a while. Yes. Um, this one's a hit or miss on on how busy the line is. Sometimes it's 75, sometimes it's 45, sometimes it fluctuates as the day goes on. Sometimes it breaks down and you walk up right when it opens, so you walk on. Yeah. Be common, honestly. So just keep an eye on it, uh, but it is it is a good ride. It is one of the best rides Disney's created. And it's so As cute. far as, like, fun little, like, family rides go. Yeah. And the, the Rise of the Resistance track is the same as mickey minnie's track so it's track lists which is even cooler so cool it's such a good ride it's a family ride but it's still like upbeat and fun enough for adults to have a good time as much as the kids are we got off and my niece was asking for it and my fiance was asking for it so like it goes both ways (laughs) (laughs) but that one's very fun that one definitely recommend getting a lightning lane for because that line can get long. But like Seb said, it could be 20 minutes or it could be two hours. You never know what you're going to get with that one. And the majority of that line is waiting out in the sun. Eventually you go inside, but that's really for a very short portion of the line. Yeah, they give you umbrellas. But if you're at the wrong time of day, the umbrella is in the different part of the shade. So you're not getting the umbrella effect. (laughs) Yeah, the shade is away from the line. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what happened to, I think that's what happened to us. I wonder if it happened with my family too. Probably. I just remember it was just so incredibly hot. But there are two snack vendors right before getting online. There's a ice cream one. But not an ice cream one. There's one with ice cream bars, and then there's one with popcorn. If you get a snack before the line, it makes the line go faster. Always, yeah. yeah. Absolutely agree. Or a beer or just a bottle of water or something. A yeah. cup of water, fill it, go fill your drink. So after you have finished that, you have finished every ride in Hollywood Studios. Yay! Yay! Now, the cool thing about Hollywood Studios and the part that makes this still a kid and family park, even though your kid might not be able to do probably about four or five of the rides, just looking at this map right now, is that there are a lot of shows in Hollywood Studios. So that is always a big perk. So, for example, first of all, really big one for kids. There's the Disney Junior show. Let me... You head back into Animation Courtyard, and they're going to have The Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which is a Little Mermaid show, which is kind of cute. It rains on you, so if it's cold out, just be prepared. You're going to get wet. Just like a light wet, but you're going to get wet. And the Disney Junior Dance Party is also back there. And they're just like really cute little shows if you have kids with you. And your kid is going to love the Disney Junior Dance Party. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be like their favorite part of the whole trip. If you don't have kids and you don't like Star Wars, you don't need to go into the animation courtyard because it's all that it is over there. <laughs> yeah, there's really not much not much going on over there. <laughs> yeah. So it's a meet and greet with like Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, and then the Disney Junior play- 
what it do you just call it? <laughs> it's a Disney Junior Dance Party presented by Pull Ups. Love it. That's pretty much all that's there right now. So, and I honestly, skip it if you need to. <laughs> I don't even know if the meet and greets are back yet. I don't believe that they are. Yeah, because I know people are asking with like character meet and greets being back if they were going to bring that back. So I'm not sure. And they might not just because you can see some of them in Galaxy's Edge now. Like Chewbacca just walks. Which is the cool part about the lands, I feel yeah. like. Because I, I remember saying to my friend Brian, who's obsessed with Star Wars, when we were there, I was like, I hope when they open Galaxy's Edge, they take all of the Star Wars and put it in that corner. And he got so mad at me, but I still stand by it because as someone who doesn't really know Star Wars that well, I was tired of seeing it just wandering the park. It felt out of place. Oh, like when they did the Darth Vader march. Yeah, like it just felt out of place in 1940s Hollywood. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, so that is like a cool of it is they kind of got a place for it. They did a Star Wars show, too. I remember that. Yeah. Right in front of the Chinese theater. Huge show. Yeah. <laughs> Other shows you can see over there. If we head over to Echo Lake, there are actually two shows that are going to take place there. Echo Lake will be a sight to see. It's a huge dinosaur. You won't miss it. Gertie. <laughs> um, but the Four first towards- one that okay. you see from heading from the Chinese theater will be my favorite show, The Frozen Sing Along. It's so fun. Oh, I love it. And if you have sarcasm like Gina and I, you will get the show more and you will enjoy it more because the two hosts are sarcastic jokesters. They definitely make it fun for the adults. So that yeah. way the kids can enjoy the singing along. They make it comical like it's a funny show the first time I saw it I remember thinking like oh that wasn't for kids okay (laughs) (laughs) got it okay (laughs) yeah it's definitely definitely a really funny show and then also that's on one side of Echo Lake if you walk around the lake you will see the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular this is an old show that has been there since the 80s I love it personally it basically, like, shows you how movies and stuff did their sons. I won't say do their sons because, like, it's from the 80s. But, like, yeah. maybe how a show would do their sons. And it's so cool. It's so fun. If you are someone who enjoys being in things and volunteering for things, volunteer to be in it. Sab and I have done it. It's a really good time. And it's a whole different way to view the show. So, basically, you're watching as if, like, you're on set with them so it's they're they have a camera it's like action go there's some acting in it and then a bunch of fighting (laughs) explosions there's a plane like it's a huge stage there's a plane you don't realize how big it is until the show starts and then you're like oh my gosh it just keeps going yeah so we won't have to give too much away but just go to it if you get the chance it's really cool yes it's a phenomenal show and they you don't to have, have to know Indiana Jones to watch it. They used to have two shows where the Frozen one was. They had How Who to, be, to a be a Millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? And then they had American Idol where you could vote, like, if the person did good or not. And it was people that were, like, at the park that day that, like, tried out. I wish they still did that. It was so cool. And that guy was so funny. That's because MGM was intended that you were, like, a part of the making of the shows and movies. Yeah. So, like, 
that was how they did it. And I think that's really cool. And then the last show in that area is also by the meet and greet of Olaf. But in that area, it's on your way to Muppets and Galaxy's Edge that way. There's a Disney shorts called The Vacation. And it's so cute. Is it called Vacation? Just Vacation? I think it's called like Vacation Fun. And then the theater is the Mickey Shorts Theater. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so cute. Because it looks like this, all the seats look like Mickey's shorts, which is honestly really funny. <laughs> so one thing that, of course, Disney is known for is their like pop-up shows and things like that. So another show that you'll see back that way towards like the Mickey Shorts Theater is the Jedi Training. And that's actually something you can sign your children up for. So it's about a 20-minute show and your kids, if they're ages 4 to 12 can check in to be, like, you can check and see if your kid can be in it if they have availability. And that's by the Indiana Jones Adventure Outpost, like, right near where the Indiana Jones show is. And you can sign your kid up to be in the show. And it's so cute watching the little kids in it and watching them come out all lined up and chanting as they walk over to where the show takes place, if you happen to be there, is so cute. I love it. And they, like, fight Darth Vader. Is it Darth Vader or is it Kylo Ren now? I think it's Darth Vader. Yeah. So they, like, get to, like, lightsaber battle with Darth Vader, which is just even cooler. They train in the ways of the Force. That's what the description says. (laughs) So cute. It's so cute. Also, back by Echo Lake, you'll see Hollywood and Vine, which is a family buffet. And at breakfast, they have Disney Junior characters. And then later in the day, they have Minnie Mouse and Friends. It says, which I think it's funny, it says Minnie Mouse. I guess Mickey's not in that one. I've actually never got to go to that one, but I'm not positive. But so it's a character dining buffet. And then they also have back there the 50s Primetime Cafe, which is like the classic meals. And keep in mind, if you can't get a reservation for these places, you can always go to their lounges. So that one has the tune-in lounge and you can order off their full menu. So you can still get their phenomenal peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Yum. Or even if you can get an adult beverage at the tune-in lounge. You can. (laughs) You can do whatever you need to do. No one's judging. You're on vacation. (laughs) Honestly, that's been on my list to go to. It's a cute one. Then that's one of those ones where, like, the servers all, like, talk to you like they're your cousin and, like, and, like, they're your aunt yelling at you for, like, no elbows on the table. If you didn't finish your vegetables, they bring them out with whipped cream on top for dessert, which I think is so funny. And we also did miss one thing, guys, probably because I don't think Sab likes this as much as I do. (laughs) So back towards Animation Courtyard on the way to, like, the Incredibles Alley and way to Toy Story Land, there is also um, Walt Disney Presents, which is, like, a Walt Disney Museum. So if you're like a history person or you just love like the idea of Walt Disney and how Disney was created, that's a full museum where you walk through and learn all about his life. If it changed, I think I would like it more. But I've it's just always seen the, same. the whole thing for 25 years. Well, it, it used to change. I remember they had Narnia in there at one point. Oh my God. And you got to meet the king. I remember like getting to sit in the Ice Queen's sleigh. Yeah. Or take a picture in front of it. I don't know. I remember seeing the Ice Queen sleigh. Oh, my God. We met the guy from Narnia. And I remember we were with, like, another family. And we were like, who wanted to meet him? Uh, Me. I was a huge (laughs) Narnia kid. 
when you end that little museum, you like walk through one way and then you come out another. And the way that it ends is they have like a video that you can watch about Walt Disney's life. But it's really cool because when they have a new movie coming out, they'll put a trailer for that movie in there. So we actually went in and saw the trailer for the new Maleficent. Yeah. And it's more of a trailer than what you see like in the theaters. It's like a, a snippet of the movie. So that was cool. You get like a preview. Yeah, which actually is really funny because it made me actually want to watch it because I had no interest before and then I saw a clip from the movie and I was I like, agree. okay, now I'm hooked. I agree. I had no desire to watch it before seeing the clip because I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. But yeah, so between all of those shows and everything, there is two more shows back on Sunset Boulevard. Three. No. I'm not going to call that a show. I'm going to call that the best moment of your life. No, I'm talking <laughs> about Cars. I thought you forgot Cars. No, Lightning McQueen, Beauty and the Beast, Fantasmic. Oh, so you're saying Fantasmic's the best moment of your life. Yeah, so there's only okay. two shows left. Okay, gotcha. I thought you were forgetting Cars. Yes. So <laughs> two stuff during the day and then one during the night, which is the greatest moment of your life. There's a Lightning McQueen show that Gina has told us many times she only had a, a terrible time <laughs> It was a cute show. If you have kids, especially kids who like cars, go to the show. Yeah. The seats are uncomfortable. You know what stinks is Disneyland has a beautiful Cars Land, and we get a Lightning McQueen show. It's a cool show, and the car itself is cool, and I think it's similar to the cars they have in Disneyland that kind of go around. It's great for little kids. My five-year-old cousins lost their minds because they love Lightning McQueen. Yeah. And they still talk about, some, like, how they felt. Like, they're like, yeah, we saw Lightning McQueen in person. It was so cool. To them, that was the real Lightning McQueen up on stage. Yeah. And, like, they met all of those characters, and they still talk about the Lightning McQueen show. So if you have kids who are into cars, or even, honestly, just kids in general, take them to that show. It's cool. And there's never really a line. The longest that you're going to wait is however long the show is before that. And they have some cars outside for you to just go see and take pictures with. If you don't have kids, the only reason I'd recommend going into that area is because it's a cool view of Tower of Terror. It is. It's like a secret little spot to take a cool tower yeah. photo. But horrible, horrible show for adults <laughs> because the seeds don't have backs. <laughs> There's no, and there's it's a, like 360 kind of show. I would okay, it's probably 180 show. Like yeah. I feel like my neck is turning the whole time. There's a lot. I would never do it again, <laughs> even if I had children. <laughs> I got sick. My eyes were closed for it. I don't know. For the record, the show did not make me sick. I just happened to get sick that day. And then the other one, <laughs> I only don't like this show because I feel like the actors are almost too enthusiastic but the beauty and beast beauty and the beast show um is also a really good one this is out in an outdoor theater so not the best for florida weather it is shaded you're not gonna be in the sun they take the whole play down to what 25 30 minutes yeah probably about that <clears throat> And it's like the full Beauty and the Beast show. And yes, some of the actors are overacting. They, they have to. The Beast dies for 10 minutes is how I see it. Rah, 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 rah. The show is 30 minutes and he dies for 10 of it. He does die <laughs> for a very long time. But it's a pretty good show. Definitely 
don't waste your time doing that if you want to hit everything else. But if you're looking for something to do and you're like, oh, it's 1.30, there's a show at 2, let's head over there, grab some food, and then watch the show. Not a bad decision. No. And if you're going to grab some food, there are a few places to do it. Um, an underrated place is actually right outside Rock and Roller Coaster. They have a food truck that sells corn dog nuggets and loaded mac and cheese. And smoothies? Was it smoothies or slushies? There was something there that was intriguing. Probably slushies. Okay. And yeah, that's like a pretty underrated spot just saying when my sister walked up with corn dog nuggets my mind was blown i was like dang so there are corn dog nuggets in this park too good to know they also have the sunshine day bar which is just on hollywood studios full bar it has beer and then it has specialty cocktails i was able to get a margarita there real and it was like a special margarita like it wasn't a normal one it was like one of their fun flavors so that was cool And then to eat, there is Rosie's All-American, which is like your burgers and your chicken nuggets. Catalina Eddie's, which is pizza and where Sab gets her famous Caesar, Caesar salad. salad. Oh, it's amazing. It's the Sabrina Caesar salad. If you order it like that, they'll know what you're talking about. Exactly. I'm kidding. Can you imagine if someone did that? <laughs> I don't think they would like to bat their eyes twice. They'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. That girl Sabrina is here all the time ordering it. <laughs> I had went to the Hollywood studios and my mom was like, oh, are you just going to eat junk food all day? And I was like, no, I'm getting a Caesar salad. <laughs> Obviously getting it. And it, it's, they come with chicken on it too, if you want that. So yes, they also come with the meat option. Yes. And then the Fairfax Fair, which is like, what do they call it? Tex-Mex when it's like kind of Mexican food, but like kind of not. They have like Tex-Mex bowls and stuff. Yeah. They have, like, burrito bowls and tacos and stuff like that. It's it's pretty good. It's a decent amount of food if you got an eater with you. But, I mean, my favorite place that has my heart that I stop to before I go hop in line for the greatest experience ever of Fantasmic is Hollywood Scoops. Ice cream! Oh. I was like food <laughs> directly next to tower of terror and across from phantasmic is ice cream and they have a they used to have of not your father's root beer float but they got rid of it because we tried to get it last time and they didn't have it Ooh. i know but they still had the brownie sundae so it was all good you can't really go wrong with food at hollywood studios you have to know where you're going because some yeah. of it is just real basic like amusement park food but if you know like the right places to go you could get some really good food there and if you want a basic amusement park food cool you're on vacation dude yeah. get your basic food get what you want <laughs> yeah eat whatever Nobody's you want telling you know get an ice cream sandwich at 9 a.m see that's not amusement park food that's love language food <laughs> um but yeah so into phantasmic The best thing that I would recommend for it, depending on the time of year, is a hot chocolate for your show. If it's summer, get an adult beverage or ice cream. Nope, I'm still getting the Hollywood scoops no matter what. Um, I don't care how cold it is. (laughs) Fantasmic is the, the greatest show that I believe, personally, Disney has put out. I just love that it includes everything. And whenever they come up with something new, they put it in there. Yeah. But it's so, it's the visualness on the water 
features and Mickey Mouse and villains that you like enjoy and then all the characters that you don't really get to see like Moana I hadn't ever seen her at the park until I watched Fantasmic and she came out on the boat or like Pocahontas who's such a big part of the show like how often do you get to see that anymore oh yes I wonder if they're gonna change that when they bring it back I wish that they wouldn't but my mind feels like they're gonna add some Encanto or Encanto Encanto that's how much I I don't know about it you just use the feminine version it's fine (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're gonna add all of the newer Disney stuff to it which Mm -hmm. in my opinion is gonna make the show feel less because Fantasmic was supposed to be like a nostalgic feeling for me plus the monkeys because Fantasmic hadn't changed much since we were kids to when yeah. we were adults and now I feel like because of COVID and they were allowed to close to change I'm like nervous to see what they're adding yeah it's just one of those things to keep in mind like whenever Disney has changed things it usually ends up being for the better as long as it's not like happily ever after two enchantment but otherwise it's usually for the great movie right <laughs> it usually ends up still being great which not not necessarily better every time there's where the great movie ride example comes in you don't think it's better but you still think that mickey and minnie's is really great. good so you might not think if they did change phantasmic it might not be better in your opinion but who knows it could still be yeah. really good but we shall see because Fantasmic at Disneyland opened back up. So we'll see if they change anything to that. Well, they did change that one a few years ago. Oh, to be newer? I don't know if it's necessarily newer. I know, like, they have Peter Pan in theirs. <gasps> I love it. Like, if you ever listen to the Fantasmic soundtrack on Spotify, where it's just, like, literally, like, the 20-minute show, it's Peter Pan. Yeah, I usually stop after. I'd like to go back and listen to all of our episodes and count how many times we've sang that. Could literally be our intro music at this point. We should change just us. Like just us going like. Like how they do it's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, but not as good as that. True. Better, actually. We would be like Disney changing it for the better. Yeah. But yes, Fantasmic is definitely a worth it show to watch. Um, We do not have a release date like Disneyland does, so we're still waiting on that. But it should be soon. They said it is coming back. Keep in mind, it's it's closed indefinitely at the moment. (laughs) So we shall see. We used to go when I did my DCP. We'd like work all day and then say the show was at nine. It'd be like 7.30 and my roommates and I would be like sitting around and we'd be like, we should go watch Fantasmic. And then of course, by the time we actually got ready, it was like 8.30 and we pull up to the park. It's like 8.50. We're like running to Fantasmic. And the cast members know exactly why you're there. They're like, yep, they're here for Fantasmic. (laughs) But it was always such a good time. And then you walk out to like the 20s music and- 40s. 40s music. Hollywood, 1939. 39. Okay. I thought it was, I don't know. Picture 20s in my head. Roaring 20s. It's all right. That's right now. (laughs) Oh. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. 
keep in mind with Fantasmic, when you get there, the front row is going to be open. That's because you get wet in the front row. If you don't mind that, it's a really good seat. But you will get wet and you will feel fire. <laughs> it's not even like a sprinkle, but it's not like the Shamu show. But it's enough to bother you. It's enough that you will feel wet. You're not going to leave yeah. feeling dry. Like, you will feel wet. I had my glasses on and I had to take them off. Yeah. Because they were soaked. So that front front row gets really wet. Back, it still gets a little wet, but not as bad. So you're going to see it and be open. It's going to be open. You're going to be like, why is no one taking that? If you don't mind it, go for it. Like we said, it's a really good seat. But yes, otherwise, sit a little a little farther back. And middle uh, is going to be better for that show. I mean, they have it set up that you can see everything from everywhere. But for the best view to get the illusion of everything they're trying to portray as close to the center as you can. Which is yes. usually blocked off for the people who have the meal deals. Mm. But if you can get as close to the middle as you can, do it. Order yes. the meal deal. Set it up a dining package to go to Mama Melrose and then head over there. The other thing is they have great pre-show music as well as pre-show cast members. So getting there early is a plus. I love their pre-show soundtrack. I listen to it all the time. It's on Spotify. Someone made a playlist. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, the cast members are always so great with it. They're happy to be there, which makes you happy to be there. And you can totally tell those were not DCP, Disney College Program kids. They were full-timers. <laughs> I always felt like they were Disney College Program. I read all of their name tags every single time, just <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Before we finish off, that was the last thing we had because Fantasmic is always saved for the end of the night because it's usually right at park close. We saved it for the end of the episode. But we did ask on Instagram, we asked the listeners what your favorite things to do in Hollywood Studios are, and we got a few answers here. Not bad, considering I forgot to ask until 30 minutes before we were recording. <laughs> so we got a lot of people saying Tower of Terror, Fantasmic, have a few answers here that say go to Batu, so go to Galaxy's Edge, you gotta go. A cream cheese pretzel while waiting in line for Rock and Roller Coaster. Those pretzels are literally sold at a kiosk right next to the line. Oh. They're also sold at Wawa, but that's another story. <laughs> if you don't have Wawa, I get why you like them at Disney. Well, and everything's just better at Disney, too. That's true. That is definitely true. Even though your water is better. You think? Spiked. <laughs> nice. Someone said the num num cookie. It's me. I'm someone. That is the Jack Jack num num cookie. It can be found at the market. It is a giant chocolate chip cookie. So good. Best thing to do is have someone go get ice cream from like Hollywood Scoops. And then you go get that. And then you walk and meet each other halfway as quick as you can. And you put that ice cream on top of it. Yum. So good. Oh, and there's an answer here that is one of my favorites ever. People watching on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The, the vibes are just so good on Sunset Boulevard. Like, you can just sit there and people watch all day. Yes. There was a place that we forgot to mention. So, there's, like, an Incredibles alleyway. <laughs> yeah, that's actually where the Num Num Cookie is. Yeah. That's what made me think of it, because I was like, oh, we forgot about it. <laughs> it's not always open. Know. Sometimes they close yeah. that gate there. Hmm. They used to do the Incredibles dance party, which I'm sure they'll bring back, where they'd have Mr. and Mr. Incredible in there, and then you could actually go into a building and meet Edna Mode. 
Yes. So hopefully they bring all of that back and you can literally just like dance. Oh, and Frozone. Frozen's there too. Uh, they have a good photo op, like a good superhero photo op there. And it's a really good place like to get your Joffrey's or churro or whatever you need. There's two little booths. There's one with like popcorn, pretzels, churros, and then there's another one that's Joffrey's. And then you go sit in the alleyway to avoid like crowds and people. It's really nice. Definitely. And like we said before, one of our favorite things with Hollywood Studios is the pop-up shows. So right now they have the cavalcades that just come randomly. I believe they're now giving you the times for cavalcades. So you should be able to see that on your My Disney Experience app. And then another thing that used to be found in Hollywood Studios, hopefully you'll be able to see them when you're there. I didn't see them when I was there. I'm not 100% sure they're back. I, I'm really not, so I don't want to give you guys a definite. The Street Misfire performers, it's the characters who look like they are from the ni- 1939 who are out in Hollywood, and they'll come out and they'll put on shows. They were at the run, oh. which is why I think they're back. But like I said, I didn't actually see them in Hollywood studios, but I saw them at the run. Although the Tower of Terror cast members were out and about with suitcases kind of like performing for people and talking to guests so sunset boulevard is the place to be for all of that yes i have to say even when the street performers are performing i see them maybe three times out of ten every time we go for a family trip (laughs) like i don't see them myself quite often they're hard to catch, but when you catch them, they're great. It's the citizens of Hollywood is what they're called, by yeah. the way. But yeah, they're hard to catch, but when you get them, they are so funny. Very so interactive. Good. They are. They're really good. So hopefully you get to catch them. I hope that they're actually back. I'm sorry, guys, that we don't have a definite answer on that, but I know that they were at the... Indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gone indefinitely. That is the word of this episode. <laughs> it's the word of the day. But I think that's all we have. (sighs) Such a good day. I'm sure we'll think of 50 other things when we're done here, especially with Hollywood Studios being our favorite park. Yeah, it's making me, like, really antsy right now to get back. We saved the best for last. We did. We did. As always, our Instagram is actually at podcast now. So in our other episodes, we were at Pod. But we decided we wanted to be our real name. <laughs> Spill the D podcast. Podcast. Our email, if you need us for anything, is spillthedpod at gmail.com. And I believe that's it. I hope you guys have a good trip to Hollywood Studios if that's why you're listening to this. We love it. Send us pictures or videos or your score of Toy Story Mania. All of the above we love. Send it all. We want to see it. Yes. But until next time, we will see you at the castle or Tower of Terror. (laughs) And you will feel fire.